Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the uh, program Today's Issues here on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for, thank you for listening. To AFR, I am Tim Wildman, as the announcer just told you, with Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. And Fred Jackson. Yes, good morning. Welcome back, Tim. Thank you. Got back at midnight <laughs> last night. That's always tough. That's yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Alice and I, my wife and I, we went out for a meeting in Dallas. So we drove Sunday, got there uh, Monday. They start running together. But anyway, yes. we. you know how you head home from somewhere and – uh, maybe you think you're pushing the driving limit just a little bit, but you say, you know what? My bed's waiting on yes. me. Yeah. You know? yeah. No more, ho- I'm not going to stop at a hotel room three hours from home. Right. Uh, maybe men are the only one. Maybe we're, we're kind of like that, right? I you call think? it get home-itis. Okay. Is that what you call it? Get home-itis <laughs> on that last day. Okay. Because I, I don't, it doesn't matter how good the hotel is, right. or how good the right. bed is. Right. It's not like sleeping at home. Right. It's just no. not. When we're when we're going somewhere, typically, you know, because we don't have kids at home, there's nobody in the back of our cars or a little dog, yeah. <laughs> so that's all it is. So we're kind of leisurely, right? You know, we get there when we get there. We kind of always leave early, you know, yeah. and we like to pick out local restaurants where we can, uh, you know, taste the and not a chain restaurant not, where no, it's going to no taste chain, the same no, no matter where. No chains. We're going to look at. We're going to look up uh, best local restaurants anyway. But when you that's going. But when you get ready to come home, yeah. it's blinders on. Huh? Go through a drive Going down the interstate. I will I will make I am a man. Yeah. I will make it home to my bed by a certain time. Yeah. So anyway, we got back at midnight last night. And uh uh anyway, good to be home and <laughs> For me, at least, it's always good to be safely home. Yes. Uh, interstates, yeah, you've had, you've... <laughs> interstates have not been my friend. Uh, two death-defying car wrecks the last three or four years. Yeah, your uh, angels work overtime. Yes. Well, I think I've, I think I've uh, met my quota. <laughs> met my quota of death-defying uh, car accidents on interstates. Wow. And you're not kidding. I mean, we don't no, want to I'm rehash not kidding. It, but you know, thank kidding. God. Thank yes. the Lord I'm still alive because right. uh, I should I should not be here. Uh, if you looked at the cars. Right. Uh, one time, I, you know, I drifted off to sleep. Right. That, that's on me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's my fault. And hit, the, hit an 18-wheeler in the back. Uh, Full speed. Yeah. I don't know how fast it was going. But I was going seventy. It was right. one of those. It was a spring day, and man, I was by myself. And the it was it, day or night? Was it? It day? was nighttime, and it was just like uh, you know, you you feel your eyes just start to. Oh man! Yeah, yes. and it didn't take but a second. Yep. Yes. It didn't take but a split second, and when especially when you're driving down the interstate. So that you're was by a, yourself. That was on me. Should have. Um, well, you you let me just let me yeah. just say that. Your actions that day triggered a actually triggered a change in policy here at AFA. Yeah, we'd go two by two now. Yeah, two by two, uh, and like the Bible says, and not allowed to uh, drive past. You're not supposed to be sure, driving yeah. past a certain. I feel what it is ten o'clock or whatever. And I hope it didn't pass uh, eleven o'clock because I was doing it. I was violating our company. I was violating company policy last I would, night. I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> but but you did have someone I, in the so car. I'll, with I'll you. talk to myself after the show's over and make sure I don't do that again. Uh, 
the other time, uh, I know people are bored with this, but I just said, you, since you asked the other time, yeah. Alice and I were we were coming home from Orlando. We had a meeting down there coming home from Orlando. We got an no- hour north of there toward Ocala. And we're driving. This is at nighttime again. It's about 9 or 10 o'clock, and we're driving down this interstate, and, and uh, this uh, truck in front of us was toting four-wheelers. Oh, I say yeah. toting. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Hauling. Uh, yeah. ha- hauling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Toting is a person carrying something, Tim. <laughs> hauling four-wheelers. But well, one of the four-wheelers came off the trailer. Yeah. About, about, fi- about, about 50 feet in front of us. And there was nowhere for us to go. So we just, this is about, what, eight months after my other one? Yes. So I just smashed. Well, it was more than a smash. It was a heavy four-wheeler. Metal yeah. everywhere and everything. So. Yeah. We crashed right into that head-on. That four-wheeler goes flying up. We we're out of control, you know, smashing up against the concrete uh, pillars yeah. along the side where they were doing construction, you know. And so our, our car's just sparking down. It's not funny. I'm not saying now looking back on it, what what that probably looked like. So we were barely able to get to the side of the road to avoid. This is interstate traffic, you yeah. know. This is zoom, 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 zoom. So. Uh, fortunately we were able to pull over to the side of the road and, uh, well, anyway, so <clears throat> I, t- I tell Allison, anytime we get near a trailer carrying something, you know, you back way, I back off. way up, yeah. I'll stop, I'll stop, <laughs> but I'm not getting behind something for a long period of time any longer. Yep. It gets just a little bit of a phobia there. All right. Uh, enough with my, uh, harrowing interstate, <laughs> interstate travel tales, uh, we uh, have a big day uh, in our country uh, spiritually. Yes. Uh, this is uh, uh, the, the, what's happening in our United States Supreme Court. We're going to talk about that a lot this morning. Right, Fred? That is correct. Uh, right now, we're about an hour and 11 minutes into arguments before the United States Supreme Court on a Mississippi law that bans abortion after 15 weeks. Yes, it's made it all the way to the United States Supreme Court. We're looking at pictures right now. Live outside the United States Supreme Court, just hundreds of people have gathered. Yes, many pro-life people, but also uh, those against what I would say against life uh, before the unbo- for the unborn. And uh, we have a little bit of the arguments. Cameras aren't in the court, but we can hear live the arguments. And I want to play you a little bit. Scott Stewart is the Solicitor General for the state of Mississippi. And here's a little bit of his opening uh, arguments defending the Mississippi law. Cut number 15. On hard issue after hard issue, the people make this country work. Abortion is a hard issue. It demands the best from all of us, not a judgment by just a few of us. When an issue affects everyone and when the Constitution does not take sides on it, it belongs to the people. Roe and Casey have failed, but the people, if given the chance, will succeed. This court should overrule Rowan Casey and uphold the state's law. So that was a little bit of the opening remarks, as I say, from Scott Stewart, the Solicitor General for the state of Mississippi. Now, it's it's very interesting. Uh, uh, the Governor Tate Reeves of Mississippi. Also, I heard yesterday uh, Senator uh, Roger Wicker from Mississippi. Uh, a number of senators, Republican senators, held a news conference on this. And they say the science has changed from Roe, which I think is an interesting argument. Which was decided in 1973. 73, they're saying we know a whole lot more 
about the development of that unborn baby at this early stage. Back then, it was just fuzzy images. And what they're saying today, today you can see the hands. You can see the movement. He's, you know, and and both the governor and uh, Senator Wicker were saying, we also know they feel pain. We also right. know that blood is circulating through the veins, and I forget it's it's a large amount of blood each day. Uh, but also there is there is movement. All of that to say the science that has developed since then proves it is a human being that we're talking about. We're not talking about a blob. We are talking about a human being. And uh, which, that, which was the argument way back when? That's just a blob of tissue. Yes. it's no different than the appendix, as yes. if as if the appendix has a heartbeat. You know, it, I mean, it's it's crazy how much science has changed. Yes. So uh, you know the the pro-abortion side of things is giving this a lot of attention as well. They also know what's at stake in all of this. So uh, I understand there probably won't be a decision on this until June of uh, next year. But uh, this is a big, big day. I'm just looking also at uh, Fox News because they are covering this live as it unfolds. And you can tell that the conservative justices and the liberal justices on the Supreme Court, and and, and all we really know is for sure who the liberal justices are. Mm -hmm. We know some of the conservative justices. There is a justice or two where we're not sure how they were going to come down on this, but... Uh, the, the the live following, the live updates on Fox, you can tell, uh, for example, one of the headlines, Liberal Justice Slams Political Stench of Efforts to Overturn Roe During Oral Arguments. You are going to have this worlds apart, mutually exclusive way of looking at abortion. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's constitutional doesn't matter to the left. Uh, they just want abortion and you're never going to convince K- Justices Kagan and Sotomayor, for well, example, that th- they don't care if it's a human life or not. Right. No. So you would think that would be the trump card, right? You would say, okay, now we know, as Fred t- said, we, we know for certain since 1973, medical uh, and scientific advancements uh, prove, prove without a shadow of a doubt we're talking about a human being, a human life that is being taken is being killed uh, when an abortion takes place. We know that to be an absolute biological fact, scientific fact. Well, you think that would be end of discussion, right? Yes. For civilized people. But for people on the left in this country, the pro-abortion side, they have, they, that used to be a hesitancy for them. They used to have to have to deal with how do I answer that? You know what I'm saying? Now they've come to the conclusion we don't have to answer that. We just acknowledge that it is a human being, but we don't care because the mother and the doctor have a right to cut their limbs off anyway. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's basically their approach now. Well, and, and, and one of the, um, again, continuing to read the stories here as they come out, as the, as the counselors for both sides are arguing this case, but the Center for Reproductive Rights lawyer, Julie Reichelman, she's arguing that abortion is critical to women's equal participation in society, which means they have a right to use abortion as birth control. Right. And that, like you said, that's their point, that, <clears throat> that a woman has the right to say this human being is going to inconvenience 
right. me and my pursuit of my own happiness. So, so I can have it killed. So I can have it killed. That's that is becoming the stark choice. Right. It's going to come down to uh, Roberts, Justice Roberts, and probably ju- probably probably Justice Roberts. Uh, maybe another one that we don't really know about. Well, I guess Kavanaugh. Yeah, we don't know about exactly how he's going to come down. If you look at, well, we think we know. Yeah, but uh, we'll right. we will find out. Right, and this and, is this is the case. And just to keep in mind, this will not be announced today. There's going to be no decision today. It will be February before the uh, decision is announced. Just one other point, and 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 this is rarely brought home, but I and it was brought home yesterday again by Senator Wicker. Do you know that the United States is only one of seven or eight countries in the world now that allows abortions after 15 weeks? I didn't know that until you told me this before the I show. was shocked by that, quite frankly. Other people said, oh, yeah, that's the case. But he rattled off several countries. I think France is one of them, that abortion is forbidden after 15 weeks in several European countries. And I said, wow. I, I, I thought, you know, this is a big pro-life nation. We have strict... No, uh, we're actually, if if the Mississippi law wins in the Supreme Court, we're joining some of the most liberal nations in the world with this kind of law. But in a good way. In a good right. way. In a good way, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, joining us in studio is uh, Rob Chambers. Rob is Vice President of Policy and Legislative Affairs for the American Family Association. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Tim. Joining us in our nation's capital, our own uh, Pastor Joseph Parker is uh, there praying and joining other pro-lifers uh, in prayer and, and uh, fellowship. And, and uh, Pastor Joseph joins us now. Good, uh, good morning, Brother Joe. Good morning. Good to be with you all this morning. Hey, we'll go to you first since you are uh, on the phone there. Where are you? Well, uh, I, I was, um, my wife, Brady, and I, we were right in front of the floor, but after I uh, knew that we were going to be on, I uh, stepped away about a block and a half because of noise. Uh, you probably wouldn't have been able to hear much had I stayed close. But okay. we're not talking in the Supreme Court building. And the, the word I would, I would use is wild. The crowd, um, a crowd I'm, I would guess a crowd of in the vicinity between five and 600 people on both sides of the issue. Uh, there are crowds with speaking from both sides, but at the same time, it appears they're streaming the audio from the hearing out here as well. And so hearing some of the proceedings that are going on in the Supreme Court building. Uh, what do you, what, uh, I know you and your wife and, uh, and uh, the other pro-lifers there, what have you guys been doing? Okay, well, we, we had a chance to be a part of uh, a number of uh, intersection groups that are having activities. You know, lots of people have been really interceding and praying. We had a chance to be a part of and speak at the Lincoln Memorial yesterday and then speak at the Martin Luther King Memorial. But a lot of believers have been mobilized to really pray and intercede to, in view of the fact that this is such an intense spiritual warfare battle that's going on with this issue. So, but... It's good to see the kind of support that the pro-life cause has out here. You see pro-life signs and you see pro-choice signs on both sides, but I, I would guess that it was a bigger crowd of the pro-lifers. That's just my guess. Uh, but uh, it, it's 
quite a large number of people here. Yeah. Well, listen, Joe, uh, thanks so much. We'll let you go. It's a, it's a big, big day in our country's history, quite frankly. And spiritually, Christians understand what's going on here. We've been working since 1973. It's been a growing movement to end, to save as many unborn babies as we can. Right. Because uh, abortion, we now know, it, listen, if you don't believe abortion is is uh, the taking of an innocent human life, if you didn't have the abortion, the, it would be a baby in nine months. Right. So the 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 expression <clears throat> abortion stops a beating heart. Uh, that's exactly what we're talking about here right. with uh, with the Mississippi abortion law, and there are other states that have had had passed some great pro life laws, and they they all hinge too on what happens here with the decision by the United States Supreme Court. Joe, we'll let you go. Thanks so much. Keep us posted, and we. Look forward to talking to you in person in studio when you get back. Okay. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. And I want to mention that uh, Pastor Joseph is Director of Outreach and Intercession for AFA. Folks, we take take prayer seriously here. I know we talk a lot about voting, and that's good. We talk a lot about running for office, and we talk about, you know, contacting corporations and companies and and trying to promote a more righteous uh, nation. But we also understand that God is ultimately in charge. And, and so Pastor Joseph handles uh, outreach and intercession for us, and we are all about praying uh, for God to move in this nation. And we are asking people to pray about this court ruling. Well, the Christian life is both and. Yes. we, And that's what the Bible teaches. We pray and we take action. Yes. Uh, God expects us to do both. Yes. That's what's clear. All right. Uh, Rob Chambers in studio with us. Uh, Rob, good morning. Good morning, Tim. What's your take on what's going on here? Well, I tell you, first of all, it's it's really incredible if you if you read the actual law that was introduced or bill that was introduced in the Mississippi Legislature back in 2018, and of course now it makes its way before the Supreme Court. That there's no mention of the word fetus. Hmm. It's human being. It's human being, and I just want to applaud the uh, state legislators uh, and notably. Uh, Mississippi uh, State Representative uh, Becky Curry. Uh, she authored this bill, uh, it was introduced into the House, and so uh, she understands uh, that this is about human life. These are about human beings uh, that are uh, a human being that exist uh, pre-viability and post-viability. And so these are real-life human beings. And so uh, also it's interesting that, uh, you, uh, you, Fred, you were talking about the uh, what Senator Wicker was talking about, the uh, nations that, that oppose uh, abortion. And um, and so what's interesting, too, about this piece of legislation now law before the Supreme Court is that the, the legislative findings. So I'm looking at the, at the law here. And so there's so many, uh, it's filled with so many legislative findings that supports uh, human life, the dignity of human life. And so, again, I just want to pro- applaud those in Mississippi uh, and the state legislature that have worked hard to do this. So, so this law, this Mississippi uh, abortion law, pro-life law that's now being argued at the Supreme Court today, mm-hmm. uh, this doesn't use the word fetus, but rather uses the, the term what? Human being. Human, human being. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for this, example, this was passed in 18? 2018, yes. And signed by? Uh, Phil Bryant. Then Governor Phil then Bryant? Then Governor F- Phil Bryant, correct. And so uh, that's a, it's at the, 
that that's the law that's made its way up. To, now, does that uh, when does it allow it stops abortion in the state of Mississippi after how many weeks? Fifteen weeks. Fifteen weeks, uh, and um, so. Yeah, I would like to say this. You know, uh, we always hear people say, well, why, you know, this doesn't stop all abortion. That's true. AFA's stated position is is that we oppose all abortion. and, and Life we, begins at conception. That's right. And we, we are fighting for the abolition of abortion. Right. And, uh, and so this is one uh, step in that direction. And so we want to. Uh, A big step. Yes, absolutely. I mean, this is the first uh, uh, stab at um, at. at uh, Roe Ro- right. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Right. Casey. And I just want to mention a couple of things in the legislative findings uh, in the, now, in the now law. Again, you're talking about you're reading from the law that was passed in Mississippi in 18. Correct. That is now at the Supreme Court. So you, that's what you're reading from. So I'm reading from what, what is uh, being heard before the gotcha. Supreme Court. Gotcha. And this is the Mississippi law. It says, quote, the Supreme Court has long recognized that the state of Mississippi has an quote, important and legitimate interest in protecting the potentiality of human life. Mm -hmm. All right, citing Roe v. Wade there. Also, they cite Planned Parenthood v. Casey, which says, quote, the state has an interest in protecting the life of the unborn. I mean, Mm -hmm. there it is. Right. I mean, and that's on on challenge. And I was listening to some of the oral arguments a while ago where they were talking about viability. And they were talking about, well, science has shown that viability is a moving target. You know, as science progresses, we, you know, of course, we know, like you just said, Tim, life begins at, at conception. But we're dealing here with the Supreme Court law and things like that. So we're trying to move and totally abolish abortion. But uh, but, the, but the Supreme Court justice, uh, one of the conservative justices, was saying that, well, um, you know, viability is a moving target. And here we are. It, it may have been maybe 24 now. But science is showing, you know, otherwise. I, I've never quite understood the argument about viability. I guess on one level I do, uh, but it, it, to me, I mean, if a newborn's not viable without uh, parental aid, you know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> that's uh, exactly right. I, yes. I'm not even sure a one-year or two-year-old they can't they can't fend for themselves. That's right. Yeah. So I'm not really sure I have ever understood. I I, I guess the argument is that uh, without uh, being, I guess, put in a NICU, um, you know, for some uh, baby who's born prematurely. Is that right. is that what is that what the argument's about? Th- yeah, it is, and it's arbitrary. And yep. and the uh, and your ACL ACLU uh, and and uh, these liberal groups are are going to say, well, you know, they're going to argue it's about viability. They're also going to argue things like Peter Singer from Princeton does, the ethicist there, that would say, well, person personhood is progressive meaning you know well you become more of a person the greater you you have more function well that that's just as yeah. arbitrary as viability so it's just a concocted that, argument that, and that peter singer guy is he's a whack job yeah <laughs> yeah times his, times his, 10. his yep. views would and i don't know if he's ever come out and said it but his views would apply to to children who are born who you know who don't have the cognitive function that right. that they should have or if they're yeah. blind or, you know, I mean, that's well, listen, if you of, don't believe in right. God, yeah, if you don't believe in God, then it's anything goes. Yes. And uh, that's what we see playing out a, a lot of times with abortion. When you see these people that are so rapidly pro-abortion and man, they hate us. Mm-hmm. They hate God. They, they're just, have you ever seen their eyes? Oh yeah. They're, they're, they're just blazing with hate and evil. 
uh, I mean, you can see it physically on. Well, and and to that point, uh, I, when we come back from the break, I'd like to ask Rob a question about what Senator Gene Shaheen of New Hampshire, Democrat, said about if Roe versus Wade is overturned. Because to your <clears> point about the hatred of God, I want to get Rob's take on that. Yeah. Because it's, these people, they these people, they they're so pro-abortion. They hate God, and. So they therefore they hate God's agents on earth, which are Christians, even though these people say they don't believe in God. Right. Uh, so they hate the God they don't believe in. Right. Or so they say. <laughs> we'll be back momentarily. They should face some sort of consequences. At the very least, what you put on there should be true. And if it's not true, then it should be actionable. Major social media outlets are finding ways to block the conservative evangelical viewpoint. The American Family Association will no longer be canceled. Announcing AFA Streaming, our own video streaming platform, which will allow access to all AFA video content. AFA Streaming is now available. Learn more at AFA.net. A vacation with a purpose. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. That's what some of our folks have called our spiritual heritage tours, which we're going to be doing again in 2022. Let me tell you what we do. We go on a trip to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. We see early American history there. And then we go to Washington, D.C. and George Washington's Mount Vernon on a separate tour. We do these in June and September. They're perfect weather months in that part of the country. Stephen McDowell, who is a historian and author of America's Providential History, he will be our expert on the trip. So we'll have a historian joining us on these tours. It's going to be a wonderful time together in our nation's capital and in Colonial Williamsburg in 2022. June and September. If you want to go, go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Everyone's goals for advancing their education look different. At Liberty University, we've helped thousands of students like you earn their dream degree. So no matter what your goal is, we can help you get there. With over 450 degrees from the associate to the doctoral level to choose from, most of which are 100% online, you'll find what you need to succeed. To discover which degree might be the best fit for you, text DEGREE to 49595. That's DEGREE to 49595. The American people did a foolhardy thing about 20 months ago. We the people surrendered our civil liberties. Many of you shut down your businesses, you closed your church houses, you agreed to get a jab to keep your job. Now, I warn you folks, at the time we were heading down a dangerous path that once the government knew they could take away our rights, they would not stop. And now comes word the Biden administration is about to unveil what they're calling the strictest China virus mandates ever. They want to force Americans who travel overseas to self-quarantine in this country under the threat of fines. And there are rumblings of a ban on domestic air travel for anyone who has yet to be vaccinated. By the way, some churches are now telling parishioners they have to show vaccination papers to attend Christmas services. Now, there's still a chance for us to walk all of this back from the brink. But first, we have to invoke our inner Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and not bow down. I'm Todd Starnes. In him, we were also chosen as God's own having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything by the counsel of his will, in order that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, 
would be for the praise of His glory. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. American Family Radio. When you die, are you going to heaven or not? You can know for sure. Heaven or not. Net. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues. That's the name of this program here on American Family Radio. This is live radio. AFR is our network. Tim Wildman here with Ed Vitagliano and Fred Jackson, and Rob Chambers is in studio with us. Uh, Rob's Vice President of Policy and Legislative Affairs for American Family Association. AFA is the parent ministry of American Family Radio, and we're talking about oral arguments, the oral arguments that are happening right now inside the United States Supreme Court uh, in defense of the Mississippi law, <clears throat> which... Uh, uh, forbids abortion to take place after 15 weeks. Uh, and so that law was passed in 2018. It's made its way all the way up to the Supreme Court, and they will decide whether it's constitutional or not. The decision will not be announced until February. And in effect, it decides Roe versus Wade all over again. So that's why there's so much attention on this. Um and if Roe versus Wade, if this, if the Mississippi state law is upheld by the Supreme Court, Rob, then that means that uh, basically Roe versus Wade is reversed. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Is that right? Well, it's uh, if it's if they, it, I'm not quite sure how they when if they rule on it, but they rule on mis- upheld or uphold Mississippi's law, then yes. The the okay. as I understand it, then abortion after fifteen weeks will will be <clears throat> quote the law of the land as they say. But there will be uh, there's a lot hinging on this because there are many states across the country, not just Mississippi, that have enacted very pro life laws in the last five years. Yeah, if they if they turn around if they overturn and and significant portions portions of uh, of Roe v. Wade, Planned Parenthood, Planned yeah. Parenthood v. Casey, then then basically abortion after fifteen weeks would be um, illegal all across the country, or they could rule and say they could reverse it and throw it back to the states and say, well, Mississippi's bill, you know, is upheld and abortions after 15 weeks are illegal, but each other state is can decide for themselves. So, Yes, that, that's what I, I was curious about because uh, what I understood and I, this to, to mean is that uh, if Roe versus Wade is overturned, then that means the, the, the abortion laws go back to the states correct, to regulate. Well, well, well uh, yeah, I was going to say it, it, it's um, there's a, a number. I think that's what Rob's saying. There's a number of different things the gotcha. Supreme Court could say. But one thing that Roe versus Wade and its companion case, Doe versus Bolton, both released on the same day in 1973. But one of the things that they said was that a woman's right to have an abortion is in the constitution or in the penumbra of the emanations of the constitution. So that would have to be struck down. I mean, if you say something is a constitutional right, that trumps state law. 
So to gotcha. overturn Roe versus Wade and Doe versus Bolton, you would have to say the Constitution does not give a woman a right to an abortion. Therefore, it goes back to a state, to the states uh, who gotcha. make their own laws. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, listen, Rob, thanks so much. Uh, and maybe we'll have you back on tomorrow. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Uh, because I know you're following this closely and because you worked many years in the Mississippi State Legislature, uh, I you, know, you know a lot of these folks who are responsible for this law. Well, absolutely, I do, and and uh, these are, are great people, as I said earlier on the program, that uh, Representative uh, Becky Curry, a uh, great woman of faith, I've, I've known her for several years, and, and many of these others that are co-signers onto the bill, uh, not only in the House, but also Governor, in the Governor Senate. Bryant was... Uh, Governor Bryant. Governor Reeves now, currently, he's... Uh, these are very pro-life legislators. You know, and I just want and, people... And executives. And just want people listening uh, to know that, you know, these... these bills or which is now law and now before the supreme court these you know people just don't wake up and and, and right, these right. these be introduced in the legislature you know these things have have uh have, right. i think have taken work, planning time work ahead of time and, and uh and so i would like to say that that afa was very uh instrumental in in getting this particular bill through the mississippi legislature from the house to the senate right. and then on to the governor it is our home state it is so, so kudos we, to yeah. uh, afa supporters in the state of mississippi yeah. all right thank you rob appreciate it yep. hey real quickly uh ed before we go go to other other news by the way folks if you want to send us an email go to comments at afr.net comments at afr.net if you want to watch the show, go to Facebook or YouTube and type in Today's Issues. We live video stream the show there. Just type in Today's Issues on YouTube or Facebook. Um, <clears throat> I don't mean to be over overly simple, or but I still, I think in a two-minute uh, capsule, I think people need to understand. Maybe there are people listening to us right now who go, I'm tired of people arguing and fighting about abortion. Just, you know, that that this is a individual choice and and people shouldn't be trying to impose their religious beliefs on other people that that's the viewpoint of a lot of americans maybe right. maybe a lot of people listening right now and that sounds reasonable on 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 most issues i would say so i i, I want to speak to that person right now because so they can understand why why we're not for quote imposing our religion on people this is much more than that so <clears throat> but Still, the scripture, the Bible does speak to this issue, and that yes. is what motivates many of us who are Christians. The, uh, in, according to the Bible, is a when does a when does human life begin? And secondly, um, sh- sh- why should we as um, as Christians try to see that that becomes a part of our law? Well, let, let me just uh, let me start with the argument that uh, you shouldn't impose your religious beliefs, and I'm tired of arguing about it. Let's just let Roe versus Wade be the law of the land and be done with it. Okay. So, first of all, start by asking yourself this: the Supreme Court at one time declared black people in this nation as not being persons, not having the right to their own life and liberty, okay, the Dred Scott decision, would you be okay with saying, let's just let the Dred Scott decision stand, and I'm tired, I mean, and it eventually led to a civil war, the issue of slavery. I'm tired of the arguments. Let's just let Dred Scott stand. 
and be done with it. Well, I don't think many people who support abortion rights would be in favor of continuing legalized slavery, even though there was a Supreme Court decision that said that. So ask yourself that question. When you start determining which people are persons worthy of constitutional protection, you'd have to answer that question. Second of all, I would say from a biblical perspective, the Bible makes uh, no real distinction between a human being who is conceived only, quote, air quotes, only conceived, uh, a baby in the womb who is growing, or a child who is born, or an adult, or go all the way to the end of life, a person who is no longer able to care for themselves. They're not, quote, unquote, viable. The Bible makes no distinction along that whole continuum of human life. That's why Christians use the Bible to argue for uh, human life beginning at conception. But now science is discovering, again, air quotes, the same thing. That if you look at biology textbooks, they all say life begins at conception because there's no way to break it up. There's no way to take a dividing line and say, well, human life only begins when the baby takes its first breath or it only begins when it leaves the mother. There is no distinction between a, a child that's conceived and a human being who dies at age 115. There's just no way to draw a line, even scientifically. Let me also say this, <clears throat> and this, this needs to be said, uh, and what I'm about to describe, children don't need to hear. So I'm going to give folks just a second. Yeah to get children out of earshot of what I'm about to talk about because this does this does need to be part of the conversation uh, because this is not sterile people this is not you know w what happens to these unborn babies in these abortion clinics or abortion mills is barbarism and that's putting it lightly what these abortionists do to these unborn babies, <clears throat> again, I'm about to describe it, but if that's the reality, they suck the baby out of the mother's womb and they reassemble the body parts to make sure, make they, sure got they got it. it all. Make sure they got it all. That's abortion. That's what abortion is. Also, if you wonder why those crazy Christians are out in front of the abortion clinics with their signs, it's because of what's going on in there. Right. You know what I'm saying? I say crazy Christians in quotations. I don't believe they're crazy, but a lot of the public does. Right. Secondly, I know another way that they kill the baby is they, I don't know if they, they scald it to death with a saline solution. Is that still? I, I don't know if been that's, a, it's been that, a long that was. Time. That was it's, yeah, it's yeah. been a long time since I've read about well, I say a long time, a couple of years, but they used to. They burn them alive. They burn them alive. They inject a saline solution in, in the into the embryonic sac. I think I've got this right. And, well, if even if I don't have that right, in, the net effect of it scalds the uh, unborn baby to death. Right? You yes, that, that, that's, that, that was the, the saline. I don't know. I, again, I'm not yeah, sure if they yes, still use that. But, that's, but, but that was one, one of the ways, the saline solution, but the, but, but abortion. The, the, but basically the vacuum sucking of the baby out of the mother 
and then reassembling the arms and legs and head and everything to make sure he got everything. Uh, that that's what abortion is. So well, or when, they cut, or they chop them up, chop they dismember them. Dismember them. I mean, there's right, no right. So it's a DNC. Yeah. So so when they when the when the uh, pro-choice people talk, they they don't you they don't want you to know what I just said. Okay. They want to describe it as pro-choice. Uh, keep your hands off my body and those kinds of things, which sounds so American, as if it, it's a choice between a Chevrolet and a Ford. How dare you tell me to buy a Ford or vanilla and chocolate ice cream? Right. That's what we're pro-choice about here. The, the the unborn baby has no choice in the horrible way that it dies during an abortion. So please understand uh, people who say, well, we don't, I don't think you should impose your religion on people, other people. That's not religion right there. Yes, it is religion in the way Ed described it. It is, uh, the Bible does consider an unborn baby, a human life. But that right there, I just described what I just described is science. You don't it, have to believe in the Bible to think cutting up an unborn child is wrong. Yeah, or at least acknowledge that was what's going on. Yes, yes. You know, the approach, the quote pro-choice side, they don't want you to know what the real debate is about. Right. They just want to say these crazy Christians want you to force you to be baptized and uh, follow their religion, and and you don't you you want to be pro-choice, right? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, so they 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 intentionally don't want to talk about the things I've just described the last two or three minutes. Because that is the that is the reality. That is why people like us are so passionate about stopping this. Uh, because uh, God will not let our country go unpunished as we continue to slaughter unborn babies. Yeah. I mean, is that well? I mean, how else do you say it? Uh, 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 d- go, huh? go ahead. I, I've, uh, I've that's, preached that's, enough. That, that's a that's a criminal offense in the eyes of God. Let, well, let me just toss this one thing in and then yeah, I'll yeah. pitch it to Fred. That is why I believe God judged our nation through the civil war over the issue of slavery. You can't keep buying and selling human beings and breaking up families and shipping them <laughs> off like they're cattle. You can't, you can't keep doing that and have God remain silent. And you can't keep doing what we're doing by allowing the butchery of unborn children without God putting his foot down, and so that's enough preaching. As he did in the Old Testament. He absolutely hated, and it's very clear from Old Testament teaching, they sacrificed <laughs> little babies to Moloch. Right. And I again, I won't describe what it was, but it was babies, and they beat drums to cover up the screaming of the, uh, of the child that was being killed. And God condemned the pagan nations that did that, and then we also read that... Unfortunately, Israel and Judah allowed these kind of child sacrifices also, and it's very clear in Scripture that was one of the reasons God judged and allowed the Assyrians to take control Israel into captivity and then the Babylonians to take Judah, Mm -hmm. the Jews, into captivity because they allowed the sacrifice of these babies. Mm -hmm. So you can't argue from Scripture for abortion. Yeah. And th- this is another reason why, and I know some Americans don't understand this, but still, this is another reason why uh, so many people who vote 
consider the pro-life issue the number one issue. Uh, listen, I, I will, I can bend and yield and compromise. This is Tim talking here right. on a lot of things that I may not be right on, but I'm going to, but, but, uh, but I'm going to fight for the, the things I believe in politics and government and those things, what's good and what's, what's right and what's constitutional. We all have that. That's why we have different parties right. in this country because people have varying ideas and, 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 uh, and so forth. But on the issue of pro-life, I'm not going to compromise. Right on that, on that principle. And I'm not going to vote for a politician, whether he's a Republican or a Democrat or independent. I'm not going to vote for them if they are not pro-life. That's where I start. Right. Now, after that, we can go down the list of issues. But if you can't defend unborn babies in the womb from being butchered, then, then I don't. I don't have any confidence in you on anything. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, so people say, well, you're just a bunch of one issue voters. Well, no. Uh, first of all, why do you care whether I'm a one issue? Right. <laughs> why does that bother you? Yeah, why does that invalidate your political perspective? Yeah. So if the issue was slavery and I said, no, uh, I'm opposed to slavery and you go, well, you're a one issue voter. Right. Yes. <laughs> huh? So what? So what? Why do you care whether I'm a one-issue voter? Usually that's from other people who vote Republican but don't want to talk about. Right. They may lean voting Republican because they don't like taxes, but they don't want to talk about the moral issues. Right. Right? So they usually throw that at you. Well, you're just a one-issue voter. And I, I want to say, well, I guess if your taxes go to 100%, you're going to be a one-issue one yes. voter, aren't you? Yeah. Aren't you, Mr. Money? Yeah. Uh, anyway, you get that's the idea. Good. That's a good comeback. Yeah. I just thought of that. Uh, all right. Anyway, be in prayer for what's going on in the Supreme Court right now. I know you already have many of you listening. Christians are praying about the case being argued before the Supreme Court right now. And again, the decision will not be announced until February. I would think February. Uh, that's the way the Supreme Court works. They have they hear cases now, and then they release their decisions. Uh, you know, in a two or three day period in in February. And then they'll hear cases in February that they will announce in June. That's usually how this works. You are listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Again, should you want to send us an email, the address is comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Battagliano and Fred Jackson. Fred, sad news out of Michigan yesterday, right? Sad news out of Michigan. We had a shooting at a school there. It was a, it's kind of a suburb of Detroit. And uh, yesterday around noontime, uh, a 15-year-old student now has been charged but went into a school and, uh, and, and fired several shots. Three students uh, died, and at least eight others are still in the hospital, including a teacher at one point, although she has been released. But, uh, yeah, it's one of those cases where it, it was it. I've been doing a little bit of reading on it. Apparently... Some students are reporting. In fact, there was a testimony from one mom yesterday uh, in this area that she kept her student, uh, her son home yesterday, I believe it was, because the son expressed fear because there was talk around the school of something like this happening. And so she kept her son home that day, uh, yesterday. And so the investigation is there. The 15-year-old has been arrested. Uh has lawyered up, and that is about what we know at this point. 
But uh, there is an interesting video out there and uh, of, of uh, kids in, in one classroom. They, they kind of barricaded themselves in a classroom. And at one point, the shooter comes to the door and I think identified himself as a sheriff. Sheriff's deputy. Sheriff's deputy opened up the door. Said it's safe to come out. Safe to come out, bro. That, yeah. that, and that was, a, that was a cue to the kids inside. No, no, no. This is not a sheriff. And at that point, I think they broke through a window and, and got out of that classroom. So just and terrifying. You, you can watch these videos. Sometimes we're so used to watching videos, we forget that was real life yesterday yes. for those students. Those kids were terrified. They were terrified. But some uh, kudos to the school. They did some preparation. And unfortunately, that's part of life now in many schools. They have to prepare students of what to do when this happens. And barricading yourself in a classroom is one of those steps right. that they take. Uh, so our hearts go out to the families of those who lost loved ones. And I understand a, a couple of the kids that are still in hospital. I believe one was put on a ventilator after in surgery. Critical, critical condition. Critical condition. So we remember those 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 families. One, today. Of, one of the young men uh, identified as 16-year-old Tate Meyer, a uh, football player, mm -hmm. he... Uh, he died trying to disarm the shooter. So, um, yeah, uh, prayer prayers go out to the families, to the community, because this is a terrible tragedy. And, you know, we, we, we talked about in our story meeting as we watched this video of the shooter outside the classroom. He w he's not insane. No. Now, people will say, why, why would this kid do this? He must be crazy. No, he's evil. Mm-hmm. Because he was very calmly trying to fool the students inside the classroom mm -hmm. into thinking that he was a sheriff's deputy. Everything's over. It's safe now. Come on out. That's evil. That's not being crazy. Yep. That's not insane. That's evil. Yep. And a lot of people, especially on the left, people who, <clears> like <throat> Tim saying, people who don't, who don't believe in God or who hate God, hate the Bible, they want to call people crazy. They don't want to talk about someone being evil. That's evil, what that young man did. But the left will never say that. The left will quickly turn this into a gun issue. Uh, the dad purchased this gun just a couple of days ago. Right. So just be prepared for this, folks. They're going to blame the dad. They're going to blame the dad for not having the gun in a safe place. You're going to hear all of this instead of where it should be and focus on the heart of the young man well, who's they, now charged. They can't say he's evil because then you have to say, According to what standard? Yes. You can say what he did was illegal. It's a crime. Mm -hmm. But you can't say it's evil unless you are willing to say, according to the standard of morality that we hold to, because then you have to say, well, where does your standard of morality come from? Yeah. And the left absolutely does not want to say the Bible. Yeah. So that's why they say crazy. Yeah. That's why they say he's insane. Yeah. Uh one other issue that's developing, another court issue that's developing, and that has to do with the vaccine mandates. Yet another court decision late last evening, this coming out of the U.S. District Court, Western District of Louisiana, uh, ruled in favor of a request by the Republican Attorney General there, Jeff Landry, uh, to block the vaccine mandate for health workers uh, that Joe Biden put in place. And uh, that ruling yesterday uh, is for the whole nation. So that is put on hold for healthcare workers. We also, of course, have the Fifth Circuit uh, Appeals Court decision that has put uh, in certain states the uh, mandate for uh, employers 
with more than 100 employees. So I think it's four court decisions now, all against the Biden administration vaccine mandate. What about the military? Where does that stand? Well, that's an interesting question. And uh, from what I have been told, the military is in a different category at this point. But uh, the the military is is still pushing ahead, although it's it's allowing people to apply for exemptions. I know of one case, exemption has gone up the pipeline. They haven't heard back yet. Uh, but there's many military people that um, are also putting in exemptions to this. But I think they're, I'm not sure how this court cases would apply to the military. Several military members have representation. I think Liberty Council has a group of uh, Navy SEALs that they are representing. I would think, I'm not an expert, legal expert, but I would think if court, if the United States Supreme Court eventually rules against the vaccine mandates for civilians, then the same arguments can be made. Because let me read, I think we have time, I'll read quickly. This is what the uh, judge in the Louisiana decision last night said. Is this a federal judge? This is a federal uh, district judge, right? Federal district judge. Here's what he said. If the executive branch is allowed to usurp the power of the legislative branch to make laws, two of the three powers conferred by our Constitution would be in the same hands. If human nature and history teach anything, it is that civil liberties face grave risks when governments proclaim indefinite states of emergency. The other court decisions are saying the same thing. What Joe Biden is doing is unconstitutional and cannot be allowed. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's going to wind up in the Supreme Court, and I would think in fairly short order. Yes. It would have to be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Biden has not won anywhere in the federal courts yet on he this mandate. By the way, the vaccine shots aren't working anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, we're really talking about a mandate imposed on people about something that doesn't even work hardly anymore. By that, I mean uh, the shots are are basically not, people are getting COVID all over the country, left and right, who have been fully vaccinated. Right. Correct. So, I don't. It's kind of a almost a moot point scientifically. We'll be back in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.